This is a Mortarbox Media Podcast. For more podcasts and to learn how we can help you create your own, visit mortarboxmedia.com. Hey, welcome to another episode of Madison Story Slam, the podcast where we bring you stories and other good things. Hope you're doing well today. I am. You know, life is good. It's a new year. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I just, just as I was starting to get used to writing 2018, I've got to write that nine now. And it's a lot harder to change if you screw up. Anyway, uh, on today's episode, we've got two wonderful stories from two very interesting people. At the end of the show, we're going to hear from Dan Floater. It's kind of a switcheroo, actually. We start out with my dad, who then forces Dan to come up and tell the story. But first, we have Frandu Smith, a local stand-up comedian here in Madison, Wisconsin, who always has a very interesting story to tell and a very interesting way to tell it. He, uh, he speaks with a thick accent, and uh, I think maybe plays into that sometimes, but it's always great. Hey, as per usual, you can find us on facebook.com slash madisonstoryslam. Head over to patreon.com slash madisonstoryslam if you want to play a bigger part in the show. And then both of these stories you can find on our YouTube channel if you just search for Madison Story Slam on YouTube. While you're uh, doing that, if you're on your MacBook or on your iPhone, why don't you head over to iTunes or the Apple Podcast app and leave a rating for the show and a review. That helps a ton. Okay, that's enough shilling. I, I always feel like a shill. Anyway, here is Frandu. I feel like uh, I am in Carnegie Hall and I'm being blinded by the lights. Yeah. <laughs> I feel the heat. Oh, it's my hat. Okay. <laughs> I'll be sweating in a little bit. Well, you know, breaking points happen all the time. I mean, not all the time. I'm not having a breaking point right now, but like more than once, twice, three times, maybe five times, you know. Maybe you guys are so freaking lucky you don't never have a breakdown. I happen to found out because of some wonderful circumstances that I had cancer. And so the doctor said, oh, we'll operate on you, it'll be okay, you're fine. No problem, and he did, and it didn't work. Thank you very much. So when I came out of the hospital after the operation, my wife took the kids to California for a week and told me, oh, I'm sorry, honey, it just works out the time like that. And she left, and when she came back after the week, she gave me divorce papers. <laughs> Don't take it personal. <laughs> it's only been 20 years. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> With seven years of courting, you know. So 27 years. (laughs) Okay, so I had to get out of the house, and it all worked out pretty fine. I had to get a little apartment. I put my things there. Turns out that because the operation didn't work, the only thing that they could do about my cancer was to radiate me. 
So it was like a, a 70, 30 chance that they will catch it. It will be like the odds were in my favor. And I told the guy upstairs, don't play dice with me. And he did. And he lost. I lost. Because I'm him. He's me, whatever. And so we played the dice, and yeah. It turns out the, can the cancer kept growing. It's healthy cancer because I'm a healthy guy, and I feed it very nicely, I suppose. So, wow. Well, by the time I got the news that my radiation was really not working, and I was working part-time, the closure of the house for my divorce happened to come around. My divorce had already been sealed, and we had to sell everything we had, and I went to sign the papers, you know, in front of a lawyer or a real estate agent, or I don't know what it was. And I was really cool. I was really fine, you know? I mean, like, the doctor had told me that I, that I had six years to live, and I was homeless, and now came the sale of the house, and I was working part-time, and I'm going, yeah, it's okay. And I'm waiting and we sign papers and we sign papers and we sign papers at about nine o'clock in the morning. But about 11 o'clock, I got out of the office over there by Whitney Way was right near Odana. And so, yeah, everything is done. She's fine, everything, okay, okay, fine. You know, I, I didn't care. She could take everything, which she did, <laughs> which is great, it's good. I miss the kids, but that's okay. And, and the reason why she can have everything because she, she kept the house, she, she kept the, the, the kids, she kept the dog. <sighs> that really hurt. <laughs> Take the kids, give me the dog, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. So, um, I got out of the office after signing all those papers and got in my car and went out. And when I, went, when I got to the driveway to make it the, the right to go over to Odana because I figured I'm gonna, go to, I'm gonna go see when I have to see the doctor, which the clinic was right around the corner. So I got to the you know, edge of the sidewalk there by, by Whitney Way before I got on the road to make the right. And there was a lot of traffic coming and I stopped. And I turned around to wait for the traffic to clear, and I started weeping. I just cried, and I wailed, and I cried, and I cried, and I couldn't stop crying. It just like, and I'm going, okay, I'll, cry. I'll just keep crying a little bit, and I know I'm going to be able to move this car, and I'm going to go over to the clinic and find out when my doctor's appointment is. And I saw it clearing and I calmed down and I started driving up towards Odana. And when I got to Odana, I started whimpering again and the light turned green and I was able to make my left. And I got into the clinic about four or five blocks down the road on Odana. And I got out of the car and I went into the clinic and I went to the receptionist. 
And I said to her, she said, oh, how can I help you? And I said, well, I'm just here to see if, to see when. And I started wailing. <laughs> I couldn't stop. She said, I just want to know when my, I just want to know if I, and I just started crying. <laughs> and she gets up. She goes, oh, are you okay? Are you okay? Can we help you? What's the matter? What's going on? And I said, I'm just, I'm just crying. And she goes, oh, you, okay, well, I, okay, it's okay. You want to see, you want a class of what? And she ran away and went to get the nurse. And the other receptionist came over and started talking to me, and I'm crying. And she's saying, oh, are you okay? And what's the matter? And I'm just crying. And I'm just telling her, I'm, I'm just crying. It's okay. I'm crying. So the nurses coming, the people who are in the waiting room come over. People are giving me advice. They're patting me on the shoulder. They're, they're telling me things. They just, they just want me to feel real good. The nurse comes in and says, what's the matter with you? And I'm just like, I'm just crying. I'm just crying. I just want to know if the doctor, if I have, and bam, start crying. <laughs> and she says, oh, OK, well, um, Crying is good, so, so go ahead and cry, it's, it's, it's okay. The doctor comes in, he looks at me, he goes, well, well, what, are you okay, what's the matter, it's all right, and I'm, I'm just crying. So she tells me, oh, well, you wanna go to the bathroom and cry in the bathroom, so I go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Felt like a good idea, I say, okay. They gave me a box of tissues, and I, dream. I go into the bathroom, and the bathroom is nice and private. And I just welded, oh, I belted that cry. I was just like going out and like, Wah! and I'm leaning against the wall. And I'm hitting the walls with my fist, like going, ah. <laughs> That's like, people come knocking on the door. It's like, are you okay? It's just, I'm just crying. <laughs> Instead of, instead of being so funny that I, all I wanted to do was really cry and just find out if I had a doctor's appointment. <laughs> just, and everybody's so concerned about me, like, no, please don't cry, it's okay. Like, I feel like mommy, daddy, you know, my friends, oh no, don't cry, don't cry, no, it's okay. Like, what's wrong with crying? It's great, I, feel, I was feeling good. And I cried and I cried in the bathroom and I come down and then I, I said, okay, I just wanted to know if I have a doctor's appointment. <laughs> but I'm really okay. What? So I, I got out of the bathroom and uh, it, it, it all worked out real fine. I, I, I think that having a cry was just one of the best things that can happen. It's like, it let me know that I was really at a breaking point. I didn't know this. And that dad, it, it was good to cry. Well, nowadays I like to have a shoulder. <laughs> but it's hard to find. Don't take it personal. It's not about you. Just happens. Love still there. Live with your principles. Make sure your intention is clear to you and to your principles and act. Then go home and say, ah, I lived the day the way I wanted to live it. The way I wanted to live. Love your moment.
go to sleep. Thank you very much. My name is Franklin. That was Frandu Smith reminding us that it's okay, first of all, and secondly, it's also okay to cry. I love Frandu. Hey, I want to remind you that uh, we have started live streaming all of our live storytelling events. So if you can't make it to the Wilmar Center on the third Saturday of every month, you can tune in on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Madison Story Slam around 7 p.m. And that's when we start the live stream. Up next, we've got Dan Floater. But first, I call up my dad to the stage, who then tricks everybody and says he doesn't actually have a story and forces Dan to tell his. Here's Dave and then Dan. Well, the story I was going to tell would start out like this. Never piss off somebody who's killed people. I know this story. (laughs) You don't want to do that. I've done that. And uh, you do not want to do that. But you ever watch uh, a Congress or an assembly where they yield their time to somebody else? And... Today, because I really, I really respect this man, and Adam, if there's another time where I can do that, my story, or if I can do it tonight, that's fine. But uh, I would like you to put your hands together for Mr. Dan Floater, and he is going to share the abundance of his wisdom and a story. He has so many stories you cannot believe. Put your hands together for Dan Floater. This has never happened at Story Slam before. <laughs> I, I, I don't know that we follow congressional rules. so. Um, but I do want to say, I've been trying for years to get you to come up and tell a story. I think you've told one once back at JPH. Yeah. And you might have been inebriated. So. Uh, or you might have been dressed up as the Pope or something. No. Was, it, was it a Halloween one, though? Anyway, here's Dan Floater. I don't know why David thinks I have a story better than he could tell. Uh, but given the, the way that tonight has gone, I think I could also talk about vasovago syncope. And because we are in the cone of silence and no one else will ever hear this, right? This is not public. <laughs> What? Oh, it's live? <laughs> but like Facebook is like a closed environment, right? No one else will publicly see this if I say anything. So um, let me just say that uh, I had a breaking point about uh, two years ago. I used to be a lot heavier. Um, and uh, I was at a dinner party with some friends. And we probably had too much to drink. You know, we were sitting around the dinner table having a wonderful time. And of course, because I am a, uh, those of you who don't know me, I'm a judicial official. And uh, (laughs) currently in the state of Wisconsin, it is illegal to um, consume marijuana. Um, Somebody at that dinner party thought, hey, let's smoke a bong. 
and I thought, I, you know, I can't do that. But I'm going to fast forward to the part of the story where the vagosyncope comes in, which is at some point I said to my wife, remind me to keep breathing. Uh, <clears throat> and then I heard that uh, shortly thereafter I was passed out on the floor and uh, somebody had called 911. So, um, you know, being at that point, you know, 58 years old and 58 pounds overweight, uh, when the EMTs came, they thought, here we go. <clears throat> it's the middle-aged fat guy who's had the heart attack, finally. <laughs> when was that going to happen? Um, <clears throat> so I, you notice how I conveniently skipped over the whole marijuana part and my involvement in that? Yeah. <laughs> not going to mention it. And you're not going to tell anyone else either, right? Uh, <clears throat> I, and I'm just going to say that because of that incident uh, and that I got actually to take a ride in the ambulance, which is fun if you've ever done that. You know, They have the siren going. Everybody gets out of the way. They get you to the hospital. Uh, you know, and uh, 24 hours later and $24,000 later in medical expenses, uh, they said, hey, you had a vasovagosyncope. It wasn't a heart attack. You just like were like that little teenage girl who passed out when they saw Elvis. <laughs> but it was a turning point for me to say, it is time to take, um, take stock of yourself and say, you know, at 58 and 50 pounds overweight, you should probably do something about that. So since that time, I have shed 50 pounds, uh, ex exercise regularly, try to eat healthy, uh, stay away from the demon weed, and uh, <laughs> uh, and limit my amount of uh, alcohol. So uh, that that was my breaking point. And uh, David, you know, f you for sending me up here, <laughs> completely un 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 unprepared. So. You know, and I love this community. The, uh, we have been watching Adam and following Adam and Ashley for years. And, um, you know, he's a friend of my son's, and we have supported them in this whole thing. And, um, and Nancy and I regularly attend. We're here most of the times. So I think we, miss all, we rarely miss. And I love you folks who come out here and pour out your hearts. Um, you know, the stories you tell about, you know, the real things that happen to you. You know, whether it's a breakup or whether it's your father's suicide, which tonight, I don't think I've ever cried so much at a story slam as I have tonight. Um, but this is a wonderful thing that's been built here. You know, and um, <clears throat> Frandu, are you still here? I don't even understand you sometimes, but you make me, you make me laugh, you make me cry. You know, this is a wonderful thing you, that has happened here. And, and Adam, I hope you never get discouraged about doing it. I hope you continue to do it and always do it because it, it's, it's an amazing thing that brings people together. So that's my story. Thank you. All right, that's it for today. Big thank you out to Frandu Smith, and Dan Floater for sharing their stories on this episode of the podcast and live from the stage on the nights that it happened. Thank you to our listeners. That's you, by the way. 
for tuning in today. Please subscribe if you're not, and you can leave us a rating or a review on iTunes or Apple Podcast app. Uh, Like I said in the beginning, that helps a ton. It helps us know what you're thinking about the show, and it helps other people find the show, and that's what we want to do. We want to grow. You can head to patreon.com slash madisonstoryslam where you can become a patron of the show and help us grow even more. More patrons actually helps me be able to devote more time to the show instead of having to work side jobs to pay the bills in my life. If you want to see this show grow and have more episodes and more cool things, Patreon is the way to do it. Or come to a live show and buy some merch. And speaking of live shows, our upcoming live shows are January 19th with the theme Breakups. Friday, February 8th, we're teaming up with the McFarland Public Library for Worst Date, Best Date. Then our regular Story Slam on February 16th and March 16th, themes to come. Thanks again for listening, and as always... I love ya.